Support for this podcast comes from Total Jobs. Are open vacancies holding your business back? Your business is losing money every day that a vacancy is unfilled. But you don't need me to tell you that. What the team at Total Jobs do want me to tell you is that the days of posting and hoping are over. Let go of what's holding your business back with technology that's bringing businesses and people together better than ever before. Get in touch to find out how Total Jobs can improve your hiring. Visit totaljobs.com online today. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 461 of the Recruiting Future podcast. I've never known a more disruptive, uncertain and confusing time in talent acquisition. With so much complexity in the market, it's challenging for TA leaders to get a clear picture of what's happening outside of their own organisations. My guest this week is Sven Elbert, Senior Analyst at Fosway Group. Fosway is Europe's leading HR industry analyst and has recently published its Talent Acquisition Realities 2022 report, a piece of research that looks at the key challenges, trends and forces TA teams are currently dealing with. This is a must-listen for anyone who wants an independent view of what's going on in the market. Hi Sven and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, thank you for having me on the show. An absolute pleasure to have you here. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? I'm a senior analyst here at uh, Fosway Group. I look after talent acquisition. Fosway Group is Europe's number one industry analyst, and we advise EMEA and international corporates on HR, HR strategy, HR technology, and help them to accelerate and de-risk their buying decisions. Fantastic stuff. Now, one of the things that um, the, the, that I know you, that you do as, as part of your work is obviously research into into various parts of the HR and talent market. And a few weeks ago, you published a really interesting bit of research called TA Realities 2022, which sort of really looked at what's going on in in, in talent acquisition post pandemic. G- give us a bit of background to the research. How did you do it? Why did you do it? Just just tell, tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, sure. So talent acquisition realities is uh, one of our main research publications for talent acquisition. Historically, we have also and are still continuing to publish um, research into HR, the wider HR um, picture and into learning. So those are EMEA-wide studies, and we are looking at the trends, looking a little bit at the past, and at the realities of how it is uh, for HR teams and the realities that they're working in. And these are annual studies, and uh, for Talent Acquisition Realities 22, we've had about like 300 respondents. 70% of them were from EMEA, probably a little bit more weighted towards larger enterprise, but also we were getting good uh, input from mid-market and uh, also um, the smaller end of the market from companies with less than a 1,000 employees. So it was actually quite a good and diverse set of feedback, and uh, we, we like to play this back into the community to spark some discussion. It obviously... It's a very, to say the least, it's a very dynamic time for talent acquisition at the moment in terms of what's going on, what's going on as companies have moved out of the pandemic. 
Um, what were the what were the sort of the standout findings for you? What sort of really stood out in the results? Yeah, so I think for one, uh, obviously we've looked at maybe a little bit at the past and also looking a bit at the future. So if we start with looking at the past, then obviously when COVID first hit, we saw that a recruitment was really separated in Europe into two camps. So one group. Um, it really exploded. All the recruiting activities had gone up significantly. Uh, for the other group, we saw an implosion. Hiring had stopped. People were furloughed. And basically, during the pandemic, both groups have upped their game, uh, adopted new ways of sourcing, new ways of hiring, and also invested in new technology. So 51% have gone through a major shift in what they do as a TA function. Um, and they are now looking to keep the changes that, that they have made. Um, but if we look at the today, then obviously the word uncertainty is written all over the corporate world uh, at the moment. And we are seeing a new new normal really at the moment arriving. Summer heat waves, broken supply chains, inflation is going rampant, geopolitical challenges increase. So for for recruiting teams, this means that they are feeling increasing pressure currently to demonstrate value to their stakeholders. Um, we don't know how it will pan out. Obviously, it's it's very a very dynamic situation, like you say, but definitely three quarters of European organizations are now putting quality of hire uh, at the top of their priority list. So really ensuring that their people investment is effective and sustainable and yeah, I mean, obviously, for many, time to hire, diversity have uh, still equal importance. But I think it's really currently a lot about doing the right things at the moment, being effective in what you do, I guess. And I suppose picking up on that, because uh, I think it's always in interesting for, for people listening who'll have a, uh, a a good sense of what's going on in their own own organization to to hear how they might benchmark against um you know other uh, other sort of ta ta functions what was coming through as you know what were what were people saying that they were most and least effective at within the, you know the whole sort of sphere of talent acquisition yeah we looked at uh, that in particular as well european organizations found themselves to be most effective at actually delivering the best cost per hire. This uh, was a little bit surprising uh, to me personally, but uh, obviously cost is uh, obviously a, an important part. And we hear a lot about manager experience, candidate experience, um, and, and those have definitely been a focus for a long time. Many employers believe that they are quite effective in it. I think around 60% are now looking to invest more in improving candidate experience. It's probably still not on the level where corporates want it to be or needed it to be. Um, however, most talent acquisition strategies um, of European organizations have also been, if we look at the ineffectiveness um, or least effective, then it's probably um, ineffective at delivering a great talent pipeline. And organizations have said that they are also not really delivering a truly diverse candidate pool. So those are probably the areas for improvement that corporates are looking to spend more and invest more into. So particularly candidate relationship management and also fair and unbiased diverse hiring practices is, is probably top of mind for many people at the moment. Both things I want to kind of dig into in a bit more depth. But let's start with the diversity in hiring because 
this has been such a massive topic for well for a long time but particularly over the last um, couple of years it's something that everyone's talking about but and I got the sense and and this 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 kind of research would would, would confirm it but it's something that people are still finding a massive challenge how is d and I working in practice yeah Matt I think it's still piecemeal so uh, I mean obviously we've seen a great spike in interest in the topic um, after the Black Lives Matter movement uh, coming uh, from the States over to Europe. And our research shows that organizations are really at different stages when it comes to their overall maturity in DNI practices. There's, I mean, huge differences in how they apply it across the different stages of the recruiting process and how rigorously they are applied during these steps. So, for example, um, reviewing job ads for biased language is something that actually a majority of organizations are already doing today, always, or at least frequently. Um, however, then it, the picture is a little bit um, not so positive when we look at um, how often they read their candidate profiles to reduce bias in their decisions. This is where 45% never or only seldomly redact these profiles. So, for candidates, that obviously uh, has consequences that uh, they cannot really believe in what organizations are, um, are doing. Um, they need to see the hard evidence of this, uh, not just nice rhetoric. So many organizations are recognizing this, are looking at the concept more holistically. They have actually done a lot of the groundwork. When you when you look at some of the presentations at conferences or a lot of the interviews we've done with corporates, then a lot have started to build in those foundations. Um, however, now it's really time to act on it. Um, DI-specific goals and objectives need to be set, and you need to really measure the progress and iterate on the actions to, to execute on it. I think that's probably the really the next step for many organizations. Yeah, absolutely. That that makes perfect sense. And it kind of really reflects what people have been saying when I've been talking to them on the podcast. Um, just to, I'm going to talk a little bit about sort of CRMs and technology in a, in a second, but just before we do, what's your sense of what's going on in the market now? What what are you seeing in terms of, uh, you know, other recruiting challenges that, that, that people might have or, you know, a sense of direction in terms of in terms of focus right now? Yeah, so I think availability of skills is still a problem, at least in some parts of Europe or in some industries where they are really absolutely scarce. Um, it's really close to becoming the most significant business driver for many corporates at the moment. Interestingly, uh, I mean, we don't know how it will pan out, but um, definitely it is uh, top of mind. And so many organizations are also trying to upskill and reskill their staff. Many recruiters have been pulled into internal mobility projects. There's really also from a technology perspective, a new breed of internal career site solutions out there that, uh, you know, bring together probably the uh, internal job opportunities next to internal project opportunities and gig work, but also then link into learning opportunities, mentoring or coaching. So I think, that is what organizations are maybe trying to, to mitigate, to, to source also from internal and try to upskill the staff. But definitely, um, I think the availability of skills is, is probably still top of mind for many organizations. Again, we need to see how that pans out across the next couple of months. 
Um, but definitely, um, it's, it's, it's a big challenge at the moment still. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. And in terms of technology, you know, obviously still huge, huge focus on um, you know, investment and the, the development and adoption of technology in talent acquisition. What are the kind of the most in-demand areas when it comes to recruiting technology? Yeah, the TA tech market was or is red hot uh, still. So investment has been increasing. Also, the investment in recruiter skills, by the way, has been increasing. I think that's an interesting one maybe to discuss as well. But I mean, if we look at the tech piece, then obviously it's around investment into the upper part of the funnel. Predominantly, it's around employer branding, candidate attraction, candidate engagement. So, so if we break that down on a, onto a TA specialism level, then this means external career sites. I also touched already on the internal mobility story. Um, candidate relationship management, as you mentioned has historically been adopted by large corporates. We are seeing now it's really starting to enter the mid-market, even the lower end of the mid-market, because there's also more automation. Um, candidates have the ability to self-segment themselves. So this makes it easier for small organizations to adopt these kind of technologies. They need less resource in their recruitment team, actually. So definitely that is getting a significant push. And then probably the other two things to mention is around employee referrals, obviously quite an effective way of doing things, but we also see different levels of maturity there. And then onboarding, time to value, get people productive faster is probably the other uh, area that is really high in demand, particularly also against obviously the backdrop of, of virtual onboarding and the challenges that has had people have looked at maybe investing more into the technology that underpins it. I'll come back to recruiter skill sets in a minute because I think that's really interesting particularly in the light of changing technology and changes approach and approaches and things like that but just before we do I, I wanted to kind of ask a little bit about technology and tech stacks because obviously as an organization you look across the whole of HR technology um, and I think one of the, the interesting things for, for people to, to, to hear um, will be about whether the the employers that you were speaking to felt that their TA technology was 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 fit for purpose, um, and, and also how they might view where it fits into the kind of the broader HR technologies that they use. Yeah, so I think there is no one size fits all. 
talent acquisition strategy, tech strategy that organizations are taking, we are seeing a diverse mix of strategies that companies are employing. The predominant one at the moment is probably a, having a single talent acquisition suite, uh, which covers like the entire breadth of the full talent acquisition process. But also equally, um, organizations are using a talent acquisition module in a broader suite that can be an HCM suite or a talent suite. And we really find talking to corporates, different strategies work for different types of organizations, um, but each one can be successful. So there's probably a trend that maybe some of the cloud HR suites need a little bit more augmentation through some specialist providers, perhaps on, tele uh, on candidate experience, on candidate relationship management, those kind of topics. Um, but I mean, coming back to the question around um, fit for purpose, there's a significant number of corporates that think that their TA technology stack is not fit for the modern workforce. Um, and the investment that they're driving is really into those TA processes with a higher level of dissatisfaction. So um, some of the ones that we have already spoken about, uh, like onboarding, referrals, and also the upper part of the funnel are probably the ones to mention here. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that that's really interesting. But also, uh, I'm, I'm thinking not not surprising, but it does illustrate just how long a journey in terms of technology that um, a lot of employers need to need to to go on, and how it doesn't the reality doesn't always reflect some of the hype in the market, does it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, changing a system is is a multi year project. Uh, if you, if you want to roll it out globally in a, in a large corporate, it's it's definitely something that you don't do, you know, like just like this. Um, there's many who have actually invested in TA technology across the pandemic, and those obviously have felt the benefits of it. Uh, definitely, I think um, it's it's also changing the way. Um, you know, the recruiters' skill sets that are needed to operate these platforms. There's more automation, now possible interview management, for example, if you look at what was possible maybe two, three years ago and compare it to today, that has, I mean, it's it's completely different planet and a completely different story. So that obviously has an impact on how um, recruiters work with the technology um, as well. Yeah, and I suppose that would, you know, that would make a sort of a great final question in terms of uh, recruiter skill sets. I mean, how is the sort of required skill set for a recruiter changing and and what do employers need to address this or how are employers addressing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do see that collaborative and shared service work patterns continue to increase. So at, at the start of the process, obviously, it's aligning between recruiters and hiring managers this is absolutely needed for efficient and effective sourcing. Again, time to value, doing the right things. Um, so organizations really need to continue to align around responsibilities and handover points and service level agreements with all the stakeholders involved. Candidate experience nowadays is an orchestrated effort and recruiters need to be able to conduct this orchestra. So I think that is maybe a little bit of uh, the the. Uh, uh, what it comes down to in terms of their skill set, they, they are no more a conductor of an orchestra, uh, less maybe someone who uh, is, uh, you know, scheduling interviews. Um, 
this uh, is also helping technology is also helping to free up recruiters time so that they can actually spend more time with candidates um, this is where they have the most impact um, so anything around this automation i mentioned interview management so we will need less skill or less staff to schedule and reschedule those interviews we will need less uh people to help us with job postings because that is getting faster, more automated, more programmatic. Um, so these are maybe two areas where we need less skill of. And then if we look at what we need more of, it's probably around um, people automating those candidate communications, uh, candidate campaigns. Um, so more the sourcer marketing kind of recruitment, marketing kind of skills. And also career sites are getting much more personalized now. So that obviously means we need more content, better content, and also that needs to be orchestrated. So these are obviously a lot of the, uh, some of the things that a lot of the recruiters will see in terms of the skill demand, changing skill demand and how it's evolving. Sven, thank you very much for talking to me. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Matt, for having me. My thanks to Sven. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.